The New Testament passage today comes from the Gospel of Luke. These are ancient words, nearly 2,000 years old, that you might have heard many times before. I encourage you to listen to them again tonight and hear what they are speaking into your own spirit, as if for the first time. This reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, here we are gathered again on a special night of awe and wonder. Here we are gathered again to sing cherished carols, to light candles, to affirm that the light shines in the darkness. We gather together to rejoice that even in this moment, we are being led into a deeper way of understanding our world, of caring and serving each other and our God. Even now, we are being shown by the Lord how to inch this whole world closer to the reign of God. Here we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, and welcome the birth of Christ into this world. Amidst all these majestic, glorious phrases we hear in scripture and prayer and in our own hearts, we also name this other truth out loud tonight. Jesus was born in a stable, we say. We read this in the scriptures, Jesus was born in a stable. 
Let us think about that for a moment. So often on Christmas cards or even in our own wonderful, well-crafted nativity scenes at home, we fill these nativity scenes with neat little figures and creative touches. They're beautiful often. The stable looks bright and airy, a portico filled with beams of light as if from an old painting. And the people we fill in the stable with look so well put together. Often we see a peaceful Mary and Joseph looking calm and patient, full of delight at the baby's birth. And so often there is Jesus himself, cute and placid too, lying in a manger. We can imagine that this might not be how things looked at the time. For one thing, although we don't know exactly about how it was in first century Palestine, the studies that we have done show that there probably wasn't a stable made of wood. There weren't that many trees around in that part of the world. The stable that we describe might have been a back room of a house where the animals were kept. Culture at the time was put a high priority on hospitality, so often there was spaces to give to guests in the front of the house. But when those were filled by family or friends or even strangers passing through town, the other guests had to stay in the back with the animals. So stables and the stable where Jesus was said to be born was not a standalone place with soaring wood beams out of an architectural digest. It was probably instead a stone room in the back of a house. It was probably the second or third choice of how to host guests. Nobody really wants to get the second pickings. So we say that Jesus was born in a stable, and we are saying that Jesus was born in a place that had a lot of dirt and detritus, a lot of smells and shadows and noises that were echoing off the wall. If Jesus was born in the stable, that meant the house was probably full to the brim. There was not a quiet moment to be found. And yet, listen to how we so often sing about this place. We say, they they wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him a manger. We sing away in a manger with such beautiful phrases. We sing, once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed, or infant holy, infant lowly, for his bed a cattle stall. Amidst the beautiful poetry and phrasings of these lines, we can lose sight of the power of what we are stating here. Jesus was born in a stable Our God comes among us, not just to a world of nice homes and safe, happy people and places. Our God comes and gets the second pickings of our hospitality. Our God comes into a place of darkness and dirt, of poverty and gloom. This is no accident. For our Christian faith, it is not by chance that we say Jesus was born here. This is a statement of faith about who God is and what God is doing. Think about it this way. 
How would it be different if we stood up and sang and repeated scripture and declared that Jesus, the Son of God, came to us, born into the Taj Mahal or the Trump Tower, Buckingham or Blenheim Palace? How would it be different if we declared that Jesus, the Son of God, came to us and the whole world paused for the moment and threw a huge party to celebrate? But that is not what we are saying here. That is not what stands at the center of this night. We say that Jesus was born into a stable and that most people didn't even notice. The only people who came to his side were shepherds who were on a hill keeping a flock of sheep. These were people who didn't even have a home most of the time because they were traveling with their sheep and flocks. We say that Jesus is born into a stable And we are professing faith that God knows what it is to dwell in the dark and difficult places of our world, of our very lives. We say that Jesus is born in a stable, and we are saying that this is where God is even now, even on this happy night. Jesus' birth in a stable is a signal to the world that God cares about us, not just the pretty, radiant selves that we want to share with the world, but also the dark and hurting parts of ourselves that we keep hidden. It comes not just when the lights are bright and shiny, but when the shadows are smelly and filthy. God comes to us in Christ even when we cannot or will not welcome him into the front rooms of our house. Another scripture passage that we often quote in different ways in church is Psalm 139. And it says over and over again that there is nowhere we can go where God is not with us. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Even if I travel to the farthest limits of the sea, Even there you will go with me. Well, this story at Christmas echoes this promise that the psalmist is singing. Jesus was born in a stable and there is no place we can flee from God's presence. There is no place we can go where God is not going already. In the life and ministry of Christ, we are declaring that a light has come into the world that the darkness cannot overcome. A presence has come into the world, and it meets us right where we are. There is no place where God will not go. That is a very important point here. God loves us so much, and God knows us so fully, and God still comes among us. No matter who we are or where we are from, no matter what power or privilege we think we have, we all know that life can come at you with a left hook that leaves you unnerved, disoriented, heaving, and hurting. Perhaps it comes in the loss of a loved one or a job or simply an identity shift or a life transition. Perhaps it comes when the health of yourself or your loved one is not what you want it to be. Perhaps this moment of being unnerved by the world comes when we just look around and feel overwhelmed by anxiety or confusion or pain. And that is when we let this truth ring out. Our God 
is the one who comes to us born in a stable. In a stable, in the shadows, in a second-rate situation that only the animals loved. Jesus was born into the mess of life, not to condemn us, but to join us, not to curse the darkness, but to bring forth the light. Our God comes into the mess in order to meet us here and love us and redeem us forever. So tonight we light candles. We light candles up here. We will light candles in our final hymn. We will light candle after candle after candle because we all need tangible reminders that God's light can overcome the shadows. The light will not succumb to the darkness because even one faint candle can illumine the darkest corner of the darkest house on the darkest night. So when it is tempting to look around at our lives and the world and believe that the darkness is winning, that the mess is too great, that the filth is too much, this is when we remember Jesus was born in a stable This world is not too much for our God. Our mess will never be able to overpower the love of Christ. God is in our midst, among us, at our side in the mire and muck of the world. God is in our midst, among us, when we are overwhelmed by all that we carry and all we can do is sit in the dust heap. That is when God just sits down beside us, right there in the dirt. And here is the hope of this good news. We do not have to pretend that we don't have the shadows. We do not have to pretend that we don't sit on that dust heap now and again. Now, because God meets us here, we can live with freedom and gratitude. We can show our real selves and take that real self back out into the world to share it with others, to love and serve others, to work to make this place a more filling and compassionate earth. When we realize that there is no place that God will not go, when we realize that Christ loves us so deeply that even a stable will not hold him at bay, that is when we can start to open ourselves up to living into the grace of our Lord. That is when we can feel freed to leave the shadows and to go forth into the world. That is when we can live with the confidence that no matter what happens, we will never, ever be alone. Here is where God meets us. Here in the stable, in the shadows, in the back rooms, in the alleyways. Here is where God meets us, and here is where our work begins. We declare that Jesus was born in a stable. We remember that there is nothing we can hide from our Lord. And so we now live as people free to be ourselves, free to live into the grace that we are offered, even when we do not deserve it, free to spread this good news of God's love to the whole earth, working towards the hope and the purpose that we are promised. And so we go forth into this evening, into the days to come, promising to live with who we are and live out in the world with all that God reveals to us. All the love, all the hope, all the grace, all the peace, all the faith that we can muster 
because God meets us here and God loves us and God sends us forth. May this good news go with us into our Christmas. Let us pray. Holy One, there is no place we can flee from your presence. There is no shadow we can hide in where you do not meet us. And so we pray that you will once again draw us close to you and send us forth with love to share such love and truth with the whole world. In your holy name we pray. Amen.